Today's cook along, it's brunch with Bobby Flay. Everybody, I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kinda, we'll be in your ear, taking you step by step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that. If you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. Take it away, Cap. Hey everyone, it's Cappy. The episode you're about to hear was recorded as part of a virtual live at home series produced by the Food Network and Cooking Channel, New York City Wine and Food Festival. I was honored to moderate over 30 of these classes with some of the world's greatest chefs and culinary personalities. And now they're available to you right here on Cook Tracks. You can find all the ingredients and equipment you need to cook along right here in your podcast player or on our website, cooktracks.com. We hope you're ready to have some fun. And remember, some of these chefs follow these recipes to a T, while others cook from the heart and use the recipe as a guide. I want to mention that all proceeds raised from the series benefited a Restaurant Employee Relief Fund, No Kid Hungry, and Food Bank for New York City. To learn more about the At Home series, go to nycwff.org backslash at home. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody. Today's guest doesn't really need an introduction because we opened this class up to more people because uh, it was quite necessary. Uh, so I don't really need to tell you about Bobby Flay because this class is basically sold out. He's a chef. He's got restaurants. He's got cookbooks, TV. And if there's one thing that I think you need to know about Bobby Flay, he brought the Crunch Burger into the world. Um, as well as Nacho Flay, which clearly you all are following, as I see on your comments uh, on the side here. So, Bobby, here's how this will go down. Share with us what we're making today. We'll do a little roll call of ingredients of what everyone should have uh, in front of them before we cook. And then we could stop down for about 30 seconds or so in case anyone needs to run to the fridge or the pantry. Does that sound all right? That sounds perfect. Excellent. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for, um, for tuning in today. I'm very excited to do this. Uh, obviously, we need to support uh, the restaurants across the country. They are the lifeline of this country. Um, I've closed uh, 15 restaurants since the uh, since the pandemic, and you, as you can imagine, you you know what that means to all the employees and basically the the heartbeat of my entire company. That said, um, you know there's been some am- amazing efforts, and this is certainly a really strong one. Today, I'm going to make some huevos rancheros. When um when Lee asked me to do this. And um, Sunday was available for brunch. I jumped on it right away because I love brunch. I think it's a, um, it's a, it's a cheerful moment of eating. It's one of my favorite days. It's, it's one of my favorite moments of the week always. So we're going to make a Sunday brunch. And when I heard we were going to make a delicious tequila cocktail that you just saw made, I figured why not do something in the Southwest or Mexican vernacular? So I am going to make 
huevos rancheros, which basically means ranch style eggs. So to go with my ranch style eggs, I'm drinking one of the hottest cocktails of the summer, although the summer hasn't really started yet. Well, kind of, kind of unofficially has it started, has started because it's Memorial Day weekend. Um, it's called ranch water. This is my first ranch water ever. It's really simple. I'm using Patron Reposado, um, some mineral water and some lime juice and that's it. So ranch style eggs with my ranch water. So, okay. So what is Huevos Rancheros? So think about it this way. Some tortillas. Now, I'm, as you can see, I'm making my own tortillas here. You don't have to do that. There's always good quality corn tortillas around. Um, even flour tortillas work. It's totally fine. I would rather if you used corn tortillas just because of the flavor. It's a little more traditional. Um, and you're going to take your tortillas later on and we're going to fry them so that they get nice and crispy. Worst comes to worst, tortilla chips. We can use those as well if you don't have any tortillas. So, you know, you have that bag of tortilla chips you opened about three days ago while you're watching a movie on Netflix or something, or of course the Food Network, and, um, and it's still open. Go, go get your tortilla chips. We need those for sure. Uh, we're going to make a tomato red chili sauce as the sauce for the eggs, for the spiciness. So that's really simple. I'm, I'm using canned tomatoes. You can use fresh tomatoes if you want to. The season isn't really quite there yet. So let's, let's use canned tomatoes. Canned tomatoes is a great thing to use. You, you should always have some canned tomatoes around to make tomato sauce. In this case, we're going to make a tomato red chili sauce. There's chipotles in there, some ancho chili, some onions, some garlic. I'm going to show you how to make that sauce. Black beans. Um, if you had dry black beans and you, hopefully you soaked them and cooked them ahead of, ahead of time. If not, canned black beans work really nicely. Um, just make sure that you take the, uh, uh, that you, that you drain out the, the liquid that's in the black beans and then rinse it so that the black beans are nice and shiny. Okay. We want, we don't want the sort of murky juices in the black beans in there. I'm going to show you how to season those as well. I have some right here actually. Okay. These are unseasoned. We'll do that in a little while. And then, um, and then, and then some other things we need, um, as I said, tortillas, but then I have a couple different cheeses. We have some Monterey Jack that's been grated. Um, if you don't have Monterey Jack, like like a mozzarella cheese, like a whole milk mozzarella, not fresh mozzarella, but like a whole milk mozzarella, something like that, something that melts really easily would work. Um, and then this is Cotija cheese. This is how you spell it, C-O-T-I-G-A, okay? And this is sort of like Mexico's version of Parmigiano. And so if you don't have Cotija and you have some Parmigiano or some Pecorino in there, grab that. It's dry, it's a little salty, and it works really nicely. Um, and then uh, I have some creme fraiche or sour cream works really nicely, or even some, uh, some Greek yogurt. And we're, gonna, we're going to flavor that with a little bit of fresh lime juice and some lime zest, and that's going to be the crema on top of it. And then, of course, you can't make huevos rancheros without huevos, right? So we, get, we, have some, we have some eggs, and then I have some jalapenos that, you know, uh, that are pickled. You know, you can, you can buy those in a jar or in a can. Those work really nicely, or you can pickle them yourselves. And then we're going to finish it with, uh, with an avocado and then some fresh cilantro. So, uh, you know, a bunch of components, but I'm going to show you how to get everything together. And then, and then we're going to show you how to um, kind of, you know, uh, assemble it all, all at the same time. All right. So I got my tortillas done. And when you're cooking fresh tortillas like this, you know, when you, when you first cook them and they firm up, this is a, a cast iron pan. There's no oil in here. And all this is, is literally two ingredients. Well, three, if you can't salt. Some masa harina, some water, a little bit of salt, and then you make a ball out of the uh, out of the masa. You should really let it sit for about an hour. 
Bobby, is there a certain kind of masa, or if you find masa, it's all pretty much similar? Like similar? Well, it's it's just a masa harina for tortillas. Okay. It's it's basically a mix. Okay. Got and it. then you just kind of you put it in between two pieces of plastic and your tortilla press, and it's kind of it's one of those things. It's like they're like crepes. It's like once you get going, you know, you get a rhythm going, and then it's kind of fun. It's very I find it very therapeutic actually. But then what you want to do is you want to take your tortillas and you want to, you want to stack them on top of each other. Like I have here and cover them so that they steam and this, and that's, that's how they'll soften just like that. Okay. Let's start cooking. You guys ready? Let's do this. All right. So we're going to make our tomato sauce, our tomato red chili sauce, the ranchero sauce. So I always say everything good starts with onions and garlic, and this is no exception. So we're going to start with some, some diced onions and some fresh garlic. Nacho likes that. And I have some crushed garlic. And we're going to let this sweat for a second. And what I mean by that is we're going to saute it without color. So the difference between sauteing and sweating in, like, in, in sort of the, um, in the proper French, French technique kitchen would be if, you, if you're sauteing something, these onions would get, get like light, lightly golden brown, and that would be sauteing them. If you're sweating them, all you're doing is just cooking them and they're turning translucent and you're, you're sort of releasing the juices and the oils of the onions and the garlic and you're releasing them so that they really open up in the flavors, okay? So you wanna let this cook for a couple of minutes and then we're gonna add our canned tomatoes right on top of that. And you want the juices in there as well. You see the juice in there? You want that in there. And then we start to season it. We have some chili powder. This is ancho chili powder. Any chili powder will do. Something that's not spicy. Ancho chili powder is actually, it's fruitier than spicy. It's, it's almost like a dried fruit, like a, like a, like a spicy raisin. I mean, think about it that way. There's a lion walking behind you, Bobby. I know, he's, he's not chili, <laughs> he's just always around. And you would think like if you fed him, like he'd leave you alone, but no. He thinks, he thinks these waivers and chairs are for him. All right. Uh, chipotles, very simply, smoked jalapenos. That's what a chipotle is. Um, and it, it adds obviously smokiness, fieriness. And, the, and interestingly enough, chili peppers, red dried chilies are, they are thickening agents. So they're actually going to help to thicken the sauce as it cooks. You know, like it, would, it almost works like, um, like if you were adding some flour or cornstarch to something to thicken it. You don't need that because the red chilies are actually going to flavor it and they're going to thicken it at the same time. Now, I always add a little bit of honey to things that I have chilies in, uh, not to make it sweet, but just to kind of balance out the flavors of the chili peppers. And it just really rounds it out and it takes a little bit of the heat away, but then you get to taste the flavor of all of those, all of those chilies. Okay, now we're going to let this cook this would cook probably for about 30 minutes or so on, you know, we bring it to a boil and you turn it down to a simmer. And then what we want to do is cover it. Just let that cook. Okay. If someone doesn't have chipotles in adobo, is there some, is there another thing they could possibly substitute? I mean, listen, here's the thing. We want this to be sort of a spicy and, and, and when I say spicy, the degree of spicy is really up to you. This is where you become a good cook. 
You know, we spent a lot of time inside. We've, we've been, everybody's been cooking a lot more than they ever have cooked at home, including me. I mean, I'm cooking, you know, three meals a day, most days. And this is where you become a really good cook. So it's not just like reading recipes. You got to get into the pot. You want to taste as you go along. And so I, I'm always constantly tasting the food. And so if you don't have chipotles, anything spicy in your, in your cupboard or in your pantry that will make, it, make the tomato sauce spicy works. Could be hot sauce, could be a little bit of cayenne, could be some chili powder that you have in your cupboard, could be some pickled jalapenos, anything like that works really nicely. So when I taste this, now, this is just starting to cook, but as I taste it, I taste the smokiness, I taste the fireiness, there's a good edge. It's not going to burn my mouth out, but it's, you know, it's going to wake up my taste buds. And to me, that's exactly what you're looking for. But you can't cook by eye, you must taste the food. Okay. Let me grab this. All right. Um, all right. So we have uh, we have these tomatoes going, and I, I and I made one ahead of time. You can see what this looks like. Okay, it sort of darkens a little bit, and it gets um, it has like a very rustic texture. What I usually do is when I'm cooking the tomatoes, after the tomatoes cook for about ten or fifteen minutes, and they start to soften, I crush them with a potato masher. All right. I don't blend this in, in a food processor. I don't want it to be perfectly smooth. I, I definitely want it to be to have have some um, some rustic texture to it. And the way to do that is to crush your tomatoes as a, as opposed to pureeing them. Okay. All right. So we'll let that go. Um, let's let's flavor the black beans really quickly because that's very very simple. We can kind of just get that out of the way. All right. So we have our black beans, and I'm going to add some cumin. Everybody has cumin in their pantry. It's in there. You haven't seen it for like two years. Rummage through it. You will find it. Cumin is a fantastic ingredient. Obviously great in Mexican food. Lots of Latin cuisines. You'll find it like when I, we hang out in Miami for the, um, for the uh, Wine and Food Festival every February, which is literally my favorite festival, period. Um, it's probably my favorite like weekend of the year, actually, because, you know, we're usually in New York City. It's freezing. We go down to Florida and it's just sunshine and happiness. And there's amazing Cuban food down there. Right. And there's cumin all over the, um, the city of Miami. It basically, when you're walking down, when you're walking down the streets of Miami, you can smell the cumin in the air. And I love it. But a little bit goes a long way. So you don't want to overdo it. Just a, a little bit of cumin. And then I'm going to take some fresh oregano. Now, again, if you don't have fresh oregano, maybe you have some dried oregano in, in, your, um, in, in your pantry. You can use that as well. I have some fresh, so I'm going to use that today. All right. And then I'm just going to put like a splash of water in here. Just a splash. And we're going to heat this up. Now, when, you, when you're cooking, the, if, if you had to cook the black beans, if you, if you had dried black beans, the one thing I would say to you is if you soak them overnight, the cooking time will be cut in half. And when you cook them, don't add salt. For some reason, I'm not, I'm not a scientist, so I don't really understand why, but the salt actually helps to, um, well, it doesn't help. It, 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 um, it, uh, it helps to somehow give the, uh, the black bean a little bit of a harder texture than you want. You want a nice soft black bean when it's cooking. So we add the salt now after the black beans are cooked. A little salt and pepper. We stir this up with the oregano. Now you could put some chilies in here, but I don't think we need to because we have the um, we have the chilies in the ranchero sauce. 
And we're also going to add some jalapenos on top later. I think what we're going to do is just squeeze a little bit of lime juice in here. The lime juice will really just kind of accentuate all those flavors that you just put in there, like the cumin and the oregano. Okay. So now we have our tomato sauce. We have our black beans done. Those are finished, right? We have our tortillas. Um, actually, why don't we just, why don't we cook the tortillas now? So what I like to do is I, I, I use a light oil, sort of like a, like a vegetable oil, or I'm using canola oil. I always have canola oil in my pantry. I basically have two kinds of oils most of the time in my pantry at home. I have extra virgin olive oil, and I mostly don't cook with that. I usually finish sauces with it or, or finish dishes with it. So it could be some grilled vegetables or grilled meats or fish or poultry, whatever it comes off. And I splatter some extra virgin olive oil on top and I use it almost like a sauce. Canola oil is what I use to cook with. It's, it's lighter and it has a higher smoking point and it's not going to get the flavor of it is so, it's so benign. It's not going to get in, 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 in the way of the flavors of the food that you're cooking in it. It's a great oil to fry in. I made some frito misto the other day, which is like an Italian style, you know, fried mixed ingredients. I had some fried shrimp, some fried cauliflower, and uh, some fried asparagus that I fried and some semolina flour. Reminded me of being in the place I really want to be, which is um, Los Colio in uh, the Amalfi Coast. You know, I mean, I had a trip planned uh, as, a, a lot, as a lot of people did to go to Italy and just hang out with my friends. That's not happening, but I made the Frito Misto and, and, you know, just thinking about it. And I use canola oil for this, for that. I'm going to use canola oil to fry the tortillas. Okay. Now I made these tortillas, as you saw, if you, you know, if you're just tuning in, but clearly you don't have to do that. Good quality tortillas are everywhere. And we're just going to put the tortillas. I'm going to cook two of them because I made, my, my tortillas are kind of small. You could actually just use one and it would totally work fine if it's a, if it's a bigger tortilla. And what you're trying to do here is, I mean, think about, think about it this way. You're making tortilla chips, but they're round. So all you want to do is get it to the point where the, um, the tortillas itself is, gets nice and crispy. You know, the tortilla is cooked because you cooked it in the, in the cast iron pan or you bought them already cooked. But now we want to, we want to make them uh, go from pliable to nice and crispy. And it happens really fast. You want the oil to be about 350 degrees. I think it says 370 in the, in the recipe. Don't believe everything you read. It's not right. It's about 350 degrees. It's, it, it works better that way. Do you have any questions? Questions coming in. Let's see. Yeah. Um, do, do, do. Rest of the can of Chipotle. Some other uses for it? Oh, yeah. Well, the, the great, okay. So here's the thing. That's a great question about the uh, Chipotle. So, so, you know, this is about as small as, as, a, as a can of Chipotle comes. And there's a lot in there and, they're, and they're, it's, it's firepower. So the best thing to do is take the Chipotles out. They come in this adobo sauce, which is like a tomatoey vinegary sauce that it's marinated in. Just take all the um, contents of the can and puree it and put it in your refrigerator and use it for uh, soups and salsas and sauces. And I mean, it really wakes up anything. Like if you're, if you're cooking at home, you're like, you know, it's good, but it just needs like something to wake it up. Grab your puree of chipotle and just stir a little bit in and it will work really nicely. All right. So we're going to take our tortillas off. You see, they cook very quickly. And what you see, you can see there's a little, still a little oil on them. While that's happening, you want to take a little bit of salt and just season it so the, so the salt adheres to it. And then let them cool down and they'll get nice and crispy like this one. Okay. You can, you can, you can actually hear that. 
All right. So the tortillas are done. Our tomatoes, our tomato ranchero sauce is going. Black beans are 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 in are in good shape. Um, the next component, two ingredients. So we have this is creme fraiche, where you could use sour cream or some Greek yogurt, as I was saying before. And we're just going to flavor this with some lime. We're going to take some zest of the lime. If you don't have a zester, you should get one because what happens is when you buy citrus fruits, limes, lemon, oranges, um, you buy the whole thing. So they're giving you the zest for free. So basically, when you throw out a lime or a lemon or an orange and you don't use the zest, you're throwing out flavor. It's, it's free, so let's use it. And so you can see I just put a bunch of lime zest right into the um, creme fraiche, and I'm going to squeeze some lime juice as well and a little salt and pepper, and that's going to be our, our sort of our lime crema. And it will give it a really nice texture as well. So we can put that on top. Okay. Then we have a couple of different cheeses. Uh, we have some Monterey Jack. Um, actually, this, I, I totally cheated on this. This is actually um, like, like a home milk mozzarella, not fresh mozzarella that you get on like a beautiful margarita pizza in a northern Italian restaurant. But like, you know, like the old school mozzarella that you put on like a New York style pizza. You know, it's firmer. It melts really well. Monterey Jack works nicely. Anything, any cheese that melts that you have in your refrigerator could be, could be Fontina, could be like good quality American. I don't care. Nobody's going to see it. It's going to be under the um, eggs and the tortillas anyway, but you want cheese on your huevos guancheros. Okay. And then this is a finishing cheese as we call it. I don't really know who calls it that. That's what I call it. <laughs> Who's we? Um, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sort of sprinkle this on top. And this is almost going to work as like a salt because it, it's dry and it has a natural salty flavor to it. If you don't have cotija, which you know, I'm sure a lot of you probably don't have, if you have like some Parmigiano in, in, your, in your refrigerator or a Pecorino, totally fine. Just tell people it's cotija, they'll love it. All right, now, um, one more thing before we can start to get this together and start cooking our eggs is an avocado, okay? You gotta have the avocado and you know, it's gotta be a ripe avocado. This one's a little bit bruised, but that's okay. And we're just going to take the, um, we're going to take the skin off. In quarantine, we throw nothing out. A little bru bru bruised avocado, no problem. There's actually a company that I am a huge fan of right now called Misfits. I don't know if, you, if any of you have heard of it. I just thought about this when I was, um, cutting this, this, this bruised avocado. The, it's a company that, that, that sells vegetables that are slightly, you know, just off in looks or color or something. They're perfectly good, but they're not perfect for like the, uh, for the, you know, the high powered, you know, expensive like um, uh, markets. And, you know, it's, it's a great way to use, you know, basically everything that we're, that we're growing in this country, especially now, like, you know, people need to eat. And so, like, if you can get like a sort of a, a misshapen avocado or a misshapen piece of zucchini, it's going to taste the same. Just go, just go for it. Okay. So we have our avocados. We have our cheeses. We have our sauces. The tortillas are done. We're in really good shape here. Uh, we got to cook some eggs. And I think what we're going to do is before we cook the eggs, I'm going to assemble, I'm going to start to assemble the huevos rancheros so you get a sense of what it's going to look like. So I have 
a plate. And we're going to start with the sauce that I made ahead of time. Again, you can see it's got like sort of nice, a nice chunkiness to it. And on the bottom of the plate, we're going to put a little bit of sauce. Doesn't have to be like perfectly placed. And that's going to do a couple of things. First of all, it's going to start to add flavor and layers of flavor to our dish. But then also it's going to keep our tortillas. I'm going to use two, two tortillas because mine are small. And it's going to keep the tortillas from moving around. So basically it becomes like the glue of the plate, but it tastes really good. And then we're going to take our, 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 um, our cheese. In the recipe, it says Monterey. So let's just call it that. I'm going to put the Monterey right on top of the, of the tortillas. Now, I want this to melt. And what's going to happen is when we cook the eggs and we put the eggs on top, it's going to just the, – the heat from the eggs are just going to melt – the, um, the cheese, so that's gonna work really nicely. All right, now, cooking eggs. So we're gonna use two eggs for this, and what I do, this is a restaurant trick, we're going to break the eggs, we want sunny side eggs, sunny side egg, sunny side up eggs, we're gonna break these into a ramekin first, and if they don't break, we can use them. It's better than trying to break them into the saute pan and then when they break, you have to kind of fish them out. So this is a trick. So we, we, we kind of like, we kind of take the guesswork out of it in the restaurant. So we don't have to do it more than once. I'm going to take a little bit of canola oil and a touch of butter. And I like to start my eggs almost in a cold pan. They just seem to cook much more evenly that way. Even scrambled eggs. Just move the... Uh, butter and the canola oil around you just want like like sort of one layer there and then just very gently you spill the eggs into the pan and you can turn your heat up a little bit and like everything that i do we're going to, we're going to season the eggs with salt and pepper and always use a non-stick pan when you're cooking eggs like any chef that tells you that they don't use a nonstick pan to cook sunny side eggs, they're not telling the truth. We, we, you have to use a nonstick pan. There's no reason to try to be a hero to try to get them out of a, um, uh, you know, like a, a stainless steel pan. I mean, it, it definitely can work for sure. I and mean, the temperature has to be right and on and on and on. But like, there's no reason to try it. Just forget it. That, this, is, this is one case that you definitely want to use a nonstick pan. I'm going to take a sip. Do we have any uh, questions? Yeah. Uh, I do want to give a shout out. There's a 11 year old Hunt is cooking along with you. He said he's so excited to be cooking with Bobby and his mom today. His question is, he's curious one or two people that you've always wanted to cook with. One or two people that I've always wanted to cook with. Huh? That's a great question. You know, I've been really lucky to cook with some amazing people like idols, uh, you know, in my life. Um, you know, when I was younger, and I was just started cooking professionally when I was a teenager, like when I was 17, you know, Wolfgang Puck was like the first chef of notoriety, like on a national level. Uh, you know, they say he was like the first celebrity chef. Like, I don't even think that does him justice. I mean, he, he, he really revolutionized the, um, the way that we, uh, the way that we look at food today, in my opinion, he really started the entire, the entire movement. And so when I, when I was able to cook with Wolfgang, 
uh, for the first time at one of his charity events. It was like an amazing moment for me. I got to cook for Julia Child's 80th birthday party, which was, wow. again, I mean, you know, you, 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 as a kid, when I say kid, I, I was like, you know, 10 uh, at home. You know, a lot of kids were watching cartoons. I was watching cooking shows and there were basically two cooking shows at the time. It was Julia Child and it was the Galloping Gourmet. And like that, you know, when I was asked to cook as a, as a chef uh, at, from my restaurant, Mesa Grill in New York, when I was, I, was, I think I was 26 years old and I was asked to cook one of the courses for, for Julia's 80th birthday party. Um, it was an oyster dish. I mean, I, I just remember that, you know, I, I got the oyster course. You know, I was, I was totally thrilled. Um, I guess, who would I really want to cook with today? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. Um, one of my idols was Muhammad Ali. I never got to cook with him, but he's one of the people that I'd like to sit around at a table and, and talk to him about, like, you know, just about his life. Because it just seemed incredibly, you know, obviously successful and interesting. And there were good times. And there were tough times. And he was just uh, he was just somebody who I really idolized when I was growing up. I mean, what, that's the that's a great thing about food. Like, it's a it's a place of the the dinner table is a place that everybody feels comfortable, and um, it, it creates great conversation. It's one of the silver linings. You know, we're we're always looking for the silver linings in, in tough times like this. And I find that um, one of the silver linings of, of of this moment is that we're getting our friends and our families that we're quarantining with back to the dinner table almost every day. That 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 stopped happening. Let's face it. Everybody's too busy. Everybody's scattered, crazy travel. And I think that it's, I think that it's really um, humanized us in, in some incredibly good ways. And I think it, in some ways, it, you know, the dinner table has made us a lot closer. Thanks. So, but really good question. Okay, so you can see my, as we were talking, um, my eggs are cooking and you want these to look like the sun. That's why they're called sunny side eggs. So you just want, you want the, you want the, the whites will cook faster than the yolks, but you still want the yolks to be cooked, but not too cooked because you want them to be runny when, um, when you break a fork into them and then you want it to become part of the sauce and the avocados and the cheese and, and the whole thing. All right, so now we're gonna take the eggs. We're gonna put them right on top of that, those cheese and the tortillas and that will start to melt the cheese underneath it. And then what I do is I take a little bit more of the sauce without covering the without covering the sunny side eggs. And okay, let's see, let's take, uh, let's take some of that cotija cheese, that finishing cheese. And you just kind of layer all these ingredients that you prepped ahead of time, right on top. And some black beans. And this is like a very rustic dish. So you sort of just scatter, right? You're not using um, tweezers to kind of put little herbs and stuff on, on this dish. This is like a hearty brunch. It's exactly what you want, especially when you're drinking some tequila. This, these are some pickled jalapenos. This is obviously optional. You can always put some hot sauce on if you want. And then we're going to take some avocado. And the avocados are very sort of soothing effect for that, for that tomato ranchero sauce.
And then I, you know, I always finish with like a little bit of cilantro for sure. Now, if you want to really just kind of gloss this up a little bit, what you can do is take your extra virgin olive oil that you love. And this is how you use extra virgin olive oil, just a little bit on top. And it just brings like a little bit of moisture, a little bit more sheen to the dish. And I think we have used everything, right? We had the tortillas, we have the sauce, we have the, the two cheeses, the black beans, the chilies, the avocado, and then you got your ranch water to go with your ranch style eggs. And there you go. It's time for brunch. Amazing. That looks so good. Thank you, Bobby. Um, couple questions before we do a little wrap here. Um, if people want to add meat, any suggestions on what, uh, what, what meat and what, what point to add it? Yeah. Uh, good question. I mean, the, the classic meat for this would be chorizo, which is a Mexican, Mexican or Spanish style uh, spicy pork sausage. That would work really nice. But, uh, you know, to stay, to stay in the, the lines of what we're doing today in this Mexican dish, I would say the Mexican style uh, chorizo. It's a spicy pork sausage. Or you can use like some crispy, you know, glazed bacon on top. Totally. Awesome. Very cool. Do, what, the crema for this, is that, was that already on there or is that drizzled on top? Mm -hmm. Who, who, who found that? Um, there's a few people that had their eye on you. We need some crema on here. Just like a, a couple of dollops here and there. Yeah, how can we miss that? There you go. See, now, now you can see it. Nice. There we go. Looks beautiful. Awesome. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you again to Chef Bobby Flay. And thank you all for your support. Please stay safe and stay healthy, everybody. Whether you just listened for fun or you actually cooked along with us, we thank you. If you did cook this recipe, take a pic and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. Let us know how it came out because we want to see it. Keep up to date with us on Instagram at CookTracks or at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by my friends, Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie DiGiello. And sometimes they let me, Rachel Ray, help out too. With editing from Joel Yeaton. Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Goldford. Please rate and review or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Cook Tracks. We've got your back in the kitchen.